Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Jeff T from the Club 520 Podcast. When it comes to your feet, eBay's got your back. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guaranteed, that means real experts are checking your sneakers. Every stitch down to the sole. They even smell them because nothing says fresh like the scent of real kicks. So kick back and relax. From the drop to your doorstep, eBay doesn't play games with your sneaker game. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay Authenticity Guarantee. Visit ebay.com for terms. The Volume. Hey, what's up, y'all? T-Bob here reminding you that you can come hang out with me and Aaron Murray live on AMP Monday through Thursday. AMP is a new live radio app. You just download it from the Apple Store. You can actually call in, text in, chat with us directly during the show. It's a ton of fun. We're at Snaps, right? Snaps, your favorite college football podcast. At Snaps, Monday through Thursday, 1 Eastern, New Central, on AMP. Download it and come hang out with us today. Gold Leader checking in. What's up? That gag doesn't play at all if you're listening on podcasts or an amp or anywhere that is purely an audio medium. Uh, I have a Jack Porkins shirt on today. Famed pilot of Red Squadron from the original Star Wars. A man who laid his life on the line for the Rebellion. Uh, a new Star Wars show drops today. Aaron Murray, Ahsoka, and your boy is pretty fired up about it. But um, we're here to talk college football. Mainly today, every day we're live on AMP around 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, and as always, you can listen um, at YouTube.com/slash at Volume Snaps or wherever you get podcasts. Just Google Snaps Podcast. Aaron, what's up, man? How are we feeling today? Uh, doing good. Just been doing this. Well, that was an interesting transition. Oh, that's I thought that was like some transition. <laughs> the drummer was doing it. Kind of looks like a lightsaber, doesn't it, dude? Like neighbor was going across. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm good. Sorry. Just doing this, this five hour long ESPN seminar at the moment, which is okay. Uh, invigorating, but also uh, the sign that football is right around the corner. So I can't, can't, can't complain too much. Do you learn Let's anything go. new? Jesse Palmer is still a very attractive individual. Okay, great. So no, nothing. Water is wet. I mean, literally... <laughs> You are in a five-hour ESPN seminar that nobody has access to except for the talent. And your sole takeaway takeaway is a thing that all of us already fucking knew, that Jesse Palmer is 
deeply attractive. I Hello. can't be giving away the trade secrets of the Dark Empire, T. Bob. I can't. I know. Be, like, I mean, have they talked about here. like the scripts yet, or like how you're supposed to be an Alabama fan, or like how the refs cheat for Alabama? Like, have they well, touched yeah, on I any of this yet? Know that I can't tell Damn you it. that stuff. One I can't. Day, dude. This was a. You know, very tight ship being run by by ESPN here. You come in, special link, special password. It's kind of like going to a speakeasy, and you better not say what's going on or you won't be invited back again. One day, guys, I'm going to get behind those hallowed halls, and like Alex Jones, I'm going to bring you the truth about college football, okay? I'm finally going to break in. Oh, there he is. The legend himself, Coach Dan Mullen. Coach Mullen, what's going on, man? How we doing today? Uh, not much. How are you guys doing today? How's the seminar going? <laughs> Just asking Aaron about it. Have you been sitting in this ESPN <laughs> seminar as well? That's what I was, I was. I got lost on time with the seminar right there, so sorry I'm late. I was listening to – not that I haven't heard enough of, like, Steve Shaw and the officiating throughout the years. <laughs> I mean, I've sat through that meeting so many different times. It's unbelievable. Um uh, but uh, you know, just uh, kind of caught in where they were going and what they, how they wanted to enforce some of the new rules. Yeah, man. Um, huge thanks for joining us today, Coach. Uh, you know, it's a it's a big day. I was listening to you and Matt Barry chop it up earlier. It's college football week zero. Swamp Kings is coming out. Got a lot that we want to dive in with you today. Uh, real quick though, this season, Coach of what you're going to be in studio Thursday. You know, you're calling a game on Thursday, right? With Barry, you'll be calling games on Thursday, studio Friday, Saturday. Yeah, so it'll be really exciting. You know, getting to call that Thursday night game of the week on ESPN is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, obviously, Matt and I, you know, we're going to get to spend an awful lot of time together because we're going to be flying out, getting ready to do the game Wednesday, doing the game Thursday night. We'll probably be both on the same flight wherever we're leaving from back to Bristol Friday morning. Uh, we get the studio Friday night, and then we get that that long day Saturday ESPN, the, the, the funny one is, I mean, we get the, the football mecca, right? I mean, we sit in this room on a studio. There's about, I think there's 16 TVs in front of us. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm telling you what, you got, you have the noon game, the 3.30, the 7, the 10.30. Then we roll into college football final after that. So it's, uh, we'll, we'll be, we'll be ready for a little breather come Sunday morning. Hey, T-Bob, coach thought he was saying, you know, get some time off when he's not coaching and having to recruit, yet he's going to be doing ESPN for five days out of the week. Uh, True, (laughs) but I would still venture to guess, coach, I'll let you weigh in here. Uh, It's still got to be a significantly lighter workload than having to call 718-year-olds every day. I'm broke up on me on that one. What was that? I was just saying, compare, compare, okay, because Aaron was talking about your large workload at ESPN there. Compare that to when you were uh, the head coach of a major college football program. Like, still can't even be close. No, no, it's not even in, in, in the same deal. Because, you know what, the, 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 the one thing when you're uh, running a, a, a major program, you work 24-7, 365. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're on call all the time. You're constantly recruiting. You're dealing, you got the player issues. You, there's so many different things that you're, you know, when the, I, I guess, the job, you never leave the job and go home or go from the job and you're, you know, you're always, you work. That's it. That's, that's yeah. all it is. Uh, and it's all. I love that, but it is, it's such a different lifestyle being able to sit there and say, okay, well, Hey, I know I'm going to my son's game on a Thursday afternoon. That's there's, there's nothing that's really popping up 
uh, on the schedule that takes away from that. Or and you know, I'm you know, I, I can kind of lay out what's going on. I know, you know, we're, our first Thursday night game is going to be Memphis Navy. I can go watch some of the film. I watched some of that film the first two weeks. Hell yeah. Uh, I'll be the game. And and then I, I, I know I'm flying home every Sunday morning at a certain time from Bristol. And, you know, when you're, when you're running a college football program, it's 24, seven, 365. You never know when, when the call's coming, what you got to deal with. Um, you know, and it's, and it's year round. So it's, um, it, it is, a. it, it I don't want to say it's easy. Cause I know, I mean, as you guys know, it is, dude, it is, it is. Easy. <laughs> it's, it's hard, but it's also still not completely normal. Like, you know, the person no. that I don't know that anybody works like nine to five, Monday to Friday, but people that generally work Monday to Friday jobs, we still don't have one of those jobs, you know, true, uh, true. Have set vac. I mean, I guess that now I have set vacation, which is a long, extended spring vacation. But if someone calls and says, "Hey, we're going to do this golf trip the the second week of October," no, I already know where I'm going to be. I like I wish I should probably be able to reel it off. I think I'm like in coastal Carolina or East Carolina or something. Then in Bristol, like you, you just have your 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 job when you're in the business we're in. Everything's very structured. I'm going to be in Starkville. And I've spent a lot of Thanksgivings in Starkville. A little bit different this year. I I always laugh when you get in what we do. In in coaching, when you're coaching, it's not really the job, but don't forget about it. Like we are right now, you're you're in the entertainment business. You know, the product you're producing is entertainment for other people. That's not the job, but that's the, what what you're producing. Um, And, you're in that you want to people when they're off. So the normal people, when they're off, they want to be entertained. So we're always working when other people are off. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Aaron. So I, I, I want to kind of shift it real quick. Um, so we had this whole thing the other day of, of who's the most underrated player of all time. And T-Bob came to one of your boys's defense here, Chris Leak. And I know you talked about that first year with Matt Barry the other day about you know, it was really Chris's team. 90% of the reps went to Chris. Tebow would come in for a small package. But a lot of people still don't really give Chris all the kind of credit. I mean, in your mind, is he up there with one of the most underrated players of all time when it comes to college football? I think a lot of what happens, and I think when you know this, because you look at the list you're on of, like, passing leaders and all-time yardage yep. leaders in SEC quarterbacks. I mean, Chris Leak's on that list. I know, and- right? And he doesn't get even on the championship he won, the national title he won, he does share a lot of credit with Tebow. And now I think a lot of that is Tim made a lot of big plays during that. I think that Tim is one of the most, if not, you know, I mean, he's one of the most recognizable names in college football history. Uh, And so I, I think that so much gets washed in. I mean, even, even the national championship game, you know, Tim had multiple touchdowns as a freshman. Now, Chris kind of played almost all the plays, but on third goal from the one, he came out and Tebow ran QB powered and bull, bulldozed everybody into the end zone, you know? Yeah. Um, and then he fit through a flat route. And, you know, so I think Chris, for what he did for that team and how much – 
he was responsible for all the wins. Tim had a lot of highlights. So I, I think easily he is one of the more underrated players that are out there. When you look at the body of work in his career, statistically, the fact that he won an SEC and a national championship as a started quarterback, uh, the guy that was the backup that got as much credit for it as he did. And uh, so that, that, that puts him up there. Uh, Coach, so I don't, I don't want to spend too long in here because I want to pick your brain about the actual football, but uh, Swamp Kings did drop today. I haven't got a chance to watch it yet. I know you're in it. Uh, what was it like kind of revisiting? I mean, those are the Florida, that era of Florida. I was at LSU 07 through 11. Like, that's the era of Florida that I absolutely hated. I <laughs> loathed Brandon Spikes. Um, I'll forget. I mean, the probably my favorite win I ever had in my career was winning there in 2010 and immediately just stomping on the F because, like, they had stomped on the I in Tiger Stadium. I mean, those are some dogs. What was it like kind of revisiting that era of time for you? It was a lot of fun. I guess that's what makes the, the Netflix. I haven't watched it. I haven't seen it yet. I didn't. They didn't. I didn't get the preview of it sent to me. Uh, but, uh, and then I'm not, I'm not starting it to my son. My son would freak out if I started watching, if we don't watch it together. So, <laughs> okay, yeah. um, the, uh, I'll tell you what, it's a lot of fun, but I mean, like you said, what was really interesting and fun, the, 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 the guys and all the characters that were on those teams between kind of two different, like I, I, it's one error with two very different teams, the 06 national title and the 08 national title, True. there were crossover players. But I mean, they were two very different. The majority uh, were were very different people, and uh, and the stars on that team were very different people. And uh, so it was a lot of fun. I think what makes the show so special and what's everybody interested in, as you said, man, I think back then people either loved Florida or hated Florida, and there there mm. was not a in between. You know, no. I mean, there was there was not a like, hey. I'm all in or I'm all out. Like, you know, you were the, you were kind of the, if you were a Florida fan or you liked the Gators or you were into that, they, they were the team. Um, you know, I mean, kind of goes back to watching some of the, the, the you specials on you. That Florida era probably had some similarities to that where people mm -hmm. loved them or hated mm -hmm. them. And uh, I think that's what's gotten everybody so excited about the Netflix show. I'll never you and I talked about this a little bit a few weeks ago, Coach, and I don't know how much they're going to talk about Aaron Hernandez in this special because just like Manziel, you didn't see a lot of those players because it's you don't want to talk bad about one of your teammates regardless of what may or may not have had. But how was he to coach and how was he as a teammate? Because I feel like the perception is probably completely different from what we view on the outside. I think it is. I think, I think Aaron's, Aaron's life after Florida, Aaron's life away from football – has a certain um, perception about it. And, and people, you know, uh, there, there's so much said about it. But I think the people that knew him in football, you know, the people you are around him in the locker room every day and during his time and his playing times, I, there, there are people that, that, I, that I know, everybody loved Aaron Hernandez for that. You know, that, that guy that was in the locker room, that, that competed, loved football, you know, was was it was a great teammate around everybody in the building. As you said, I think it does make it hard because there was so much that happened um, away from football and especially away from Florida later on 
that was different than the person that a lot of people knew. And yeah. I, and, and so I, I think it is, you know, it, you, you have a lot of people that are out there that are going to be very hesitant how much they get into Aaron Hernandez because, um, you know, it's almost, I mean, in a, in a, in a sense, you, you could go like, a, it's like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde story. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Of, mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, I, and I don't want to just kind of cut it too much, but there is very extremes to the Aaron Hernandez that's out there. And I think people know very, very different sides of them. Yeah. And it's really a story that is just tragic kind of all the way around um, by the end of it. But, uh, okay, this is the impossible pivot that you have to do in sports talk <laughs> when you get into something serious. So we'll just kind of steer the ship and deal with the whiplash here. Uh, I, I do I do want to talk about the upcoming season, man. It's it's week zero right now. Um, and I was driving over here. I was like, what do I want to ask, Coach? And I'm listening to the interview with you, Matt, and everything. And something popped in my head that I really want to pick your brain on. Uh, out of Alabama right now, it seems like there is growing momentum that Jalen Milrow may be the guy out the gates. I am someone who I'm like, look, man, if nobody's grabbing that, like, why not maybe adopt a running, a rushing identity, go heavy on Milrow? And you're the perfect person to ask about this because – you did this like you had great success running QB power with big dudes where maybe just throwing the ball constantly wasn't kind of their forte. And then all of a sudden you have Kyle Trask, everything changes and you're just like slinging it all over the field. Um, how realistic is it to think that Alabama could suddenly go back to maybe a bit more of a rushing team with a guy like Jalen Milrow, you know, taking advantage of a lot of those QB option packages? I think one thing that Nick Saban has done top of college football right now and i mean get away from having better players than just about everybody else, <laughs> right? that, that 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 certainly is not yeah, that helps right? that doesn't <laughs> hurt when you when you have the best players however he has not been afraid to evolve and yep. he's not been afraid and i think one thing you do look i think there was a period of time where he did kind of get caught into coach. I want to run a certain style of offense. Mm -hmm. um, and this is how we're going to be no matter what, this is going to be our offense. And if you look, you know, after, you know, I want to go back probably around 2015, 16. I want to say around that time frame, you started to see an evolution of them, of yeah. him being, willing to really change things up offensively. And um, I think that's one of the things you'll see. It really would not shock me to see multiple quarterbacks at Alabama. And I'm, I, I guarantee you go find a clip of Nick Saban saying at a clinic or in a football lecture somewhere, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks, right? Like the, the, the classics that – Man, yeah. if, you, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. I'm, I bet you can even find a Nick Saban statement making that. But he's not afraid to go against that. He's not afraid. He's going to do what, what is best for the team to win. Okay? And, you know, I think he's going to look at a Jalen Milrow and say, boy, you know, in the back of his mind, maybe, hopefully I mean, hopefully, he just has a flash of me every once in a while. And, you know what? 
Dan Mullen ran this stuff again. I mean, like back in two thousand. I mean, that <laughs> Nick Fitzgerald ran this play up and down the field, and we were the number one team in the country, and, and yep. they almost beat us. And I've watched Steve. I've watched Chris. I've watched these other quarterbacks do it, and that drove me crazy. So I don't mind having part of that in our system. Yep. Uh, but I, I also think seen him do i mean i mean pulling jalen hurts i mean he i mm-hmm. you've seen him not be afraid to make tough decisions and i do think and aaron i i don't know that because you really i don't think i'm trying to probably haven't been a part of it but they'll understand this in the room you can run a multi-quarterback system as long as everybody in the room understands the plan and yeah. that that's what people on the outside probably don't get. The Chris Lee, Tim Tebow. Okay, now maybe twenty years. It's a lot of credit for going into every game. They knew the plan. I mean, if I go in my office right now, I have the Sports Illustrated picture, the cover picture, a poster like sized one, signed by Chris. Right? It's Chris Lee holding the crystal ball. So in oh, yeah. the end, Chris Lee got to hold the crystal ball. Now, part of him holding the crystal ball was he needed Tebow to come in and run that package. No matter what, I needed him to do this for us to be successful. Going into the game, he knew the plan. So I, I wouldn't be shocked when when everybody knows the plan. It's not guys like looking over their shoulder at the quarterback competition. It is, this is the plan going in. People outside the building might not know it. People outside the building might not get it. But we know the plan going in, and as long as the coach is consistent, this is the plan, and we're following that plan, you're going to have success running that type of offense. Well, I'm not even worried about the offensive type. I'm more worried about, in today's game nowadays, winning a championship because that's 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 where Alabama must get to. They must get to Atlanta. They must be in the playoffs. They must compete for a national championship. But can you win a championship in 2023 – not having an explosive offense that throws the ball and can push the ball vertically down the field. I'm not saying can they win the majority of their games because, like you alluded to, they are more talented and they can bully and beat people up. But when you get to a point where you face another team that's just as big and strong as you, to me there has to be another dynamic to the offense. Can you win a championship if you don't have that? I think you can, but it's you got to get into the philosophy of we're going to we're going to – dictate our style of play if they're going like Jalen Milrow running style quarterback ball control old school short in the game that puts a different style of pressure on other teams right because you have to think you know like what you're going into in the last couple years and you see these high-powered offenses you're going into if teams are going to score a bunch of points you're getting uh, upwards of 15 possessions a game right in the course yeah. of a game. Yeah. Let's say Alabama's going to, we're going to slow it down this year. We're going to change it up. We're going to go run the quarterback. We're going to go be a defensive game. You're going to get eight possessions, nine possessions in a game. Let's say Alabama's only scoring 28 points a game. You have eight possessions. Mm. You better score a touchdown on 50% of your possessions or against that Alabama defense. Yeah. Or you lose. And so I, I think as long as, organizationally i've always felt this that the key is is and that that's what nick will do is everyone's on the same page now can you know if that gets them into atlanta really you know in the sec it's a three-game playoff right you have the you have atlanta the semifinals and the championship you got to mm-hmm. win all three of them um 
is that enough to win those three games against the potential enough to win against the Georgia? Possibly yeah. because Georgia might not be the high-powered offense they've been in the past, you know, this year. There's a couple of weapons missing, and all of a sudden you start playing defense. Now you know they're going to play defense, and all of a sudden that becomes more of a slobber knocker game. Okay, mm-hmm. is it enough to get by potentially uh, a Caleb Williams-led USC if they're in the playoffs, or in Ohio with wideouts everywhere that can score from anywhere on the field? That'll be interesting to see. But you know, I hey. It, Jim Harbaugh would probably invite that. That game might be over in about an hour and 25 minutes. There might not be a many passes thrown. It'd be like a, uh, like a pitcher's duel. Yeah, uh, it'd be like army Navy. It'll be faster than the army Navy. But the, the, I, I think you can. Um, but again, I, I don't know, deep down inside with me with that style, I think Nick would be in tune to possibly playing two quarterbacks. Uh, Coach, what about this? You kind of touched on it in that answer a little bit where you you, you talk about Georgia and you're like, but who knows kind of what the Georgia offense is going to be. This is something that I am kind of staked. You know, I've, I've planted my flag in this real estate. going to hope that some gold shows up by the end of the year. But it's this idea that, uh, that with Carson Beck, like – I know he has all the measurables. He has all the physical talent. I know he's going to put up great numbers against that easy schedule. But why Georgia won Natties was Munkin and Bennett. Like, those were the final piece. Them being at their best against the best teams is what pushed Georgia across that finish line. I'm not convinced that I can just sit here and give Bobo and Beck the same benefit of that doubt. Where where do you stand on that? Like, as a coach, is there any way of figuring out, can this guy handle the moment before they're just in that moment? Well, I think I think one the, the 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 they could is I don't know that Georgia's schedule would even allow them to stub their toe before they got to Atlanta. No, I'm talking playoffs. I'm talking playoffs with only. The like they're, they're the the playoff. With the exception is they've won, and all of a sudden, when you win, the mindset kind of can change. You know, there's a lot of guys on this team that maybe didn't have to work as hard to get to the championship level. And it's just expected to be given to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Kirby's battles. He has to one, fight against that. He has to two, come in. And obviously, Aaron will probably answer this better than us. The one thing I do think, you know, Kirby, again, when you have defensive head coaches, you know, I, I can just, and I don't know, you probably, Aaron probably like knows the inner circle a lot more. <laughs> is Kirby on the phone and, and some of those conversations with Todd Munkin, which is let's run the ball. Like, so, so, like, hey, let's get in multiple tight ends and be a power formation. So, what did the most dynamic receiving tight ends he could? So they didn't have to have receivers on the field, but he could still throw the ball all over the place. Right. <laughs> and, uh, now, with that moving forward, is is Mike Bobo going to be able to come in and keep this quality maybe that Todd Munkins had over the last couple of years? Mm. Or are they going to go back to, you know, some early Kirby, which you, where, where it's, hey, mm. let's play, let's win with defense. You know, let's not turn it over. Let's not take chances. Let's be a power run team and let, let's really try to win with defense. 
or are they going to have the mindset to keep it wide open? And I think I don't know. I think I think if you wanted to be more of a run first offense, you wouldn't have gotten two of the best receiver transfers in the portal, and you would have made Carson Beck your starting quarterback. Copium. Copium. Dare say whatever you got to say, dude. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, Wayne C, but like to me, the weapon and making Carson your quarterback signals to me that you want to, you want to let, and then plus the biggest question for Georgia this year is the running backs. Like they're not healthy. There isn't a, a stud number one. It's kind of running back by committee. I don't know. I mean, balance is key, but I think they're, 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 their goal and kind of, you know, knowing Bobo's personality, their goal is to score over 40 points per game and kind of give an effort. Uh, so we'll see. Co- Coach, last quick one for me, because I want to kind of tie this back to Florida real quick and, and just the quarterback position in general. You coach two of the greatest quarterbacks in college football history. T-Bob and I have debated who's one, who's two, who's three between those two, um, Cam Newton, Tim Tebow, and Joe Burrow. If you want to start a football team today, the Dan oh, Mullen football team. Look at this. Who are you picking? Rank your one through three of who you would want, or do the uh, do the whole what is it? Start bench cut. Who are you starting? Who are you benching? Who are you cutting? Start bench yeah. cut. <laughs> that's, that's always that's always that's such a tricky one, right? One with Joe Burrow is I was never around Joe that much to get to know him yeah. inside now. So that, that's a hard one, personality one. If I'm starting a college football team, you're going with Tim Tebow. You know, I'm not, not NFL, not not long term. Listen, yeah. I, I I'll give you this. I don't know. I think Tim Tebow's the greatest college football player in the history of the game. Okay, I don't think I can share. He might not have been the most talented quarterback on the roster. He certainly is not the most talented player on the roster. That definitely would have been Percy Harvin. Yeah. Um, but in okay, in college football, I think he is okay. He, he won a Heisman. Probably yep. should have won more than one. But mm-hmm. because he won one, they're not going to give him a second. So I think he yep. won one and was runner up t- two more times. Right, three-time All-American. I don't know how many Maxwells and Davy O'Briens and all that. <laughs> right. He won two SEC championships, two national championships. I, I, you know, he's one of the all-time leading touchdown pass passers in the SEC and all-time leading touchdown rushers in the SEC. It, it just is uh, that puts him in college football. Now, when you're going, Cam's probably more talented. I have both of them. Cam is more talented. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't have Joe. Joe Burrow's season that he had. Now, granted, he had some weapons, but I, like, I'm not going to take it away from Tim. Tim had some weapons too, so let's not yeah. say there was nobody else out there. Well, that's, that's the first thing about Cam because Cam had no one at Auburn, and he Cam did what he kinda, did. Cam, Cam was good enough. Um, that's why I said it. More talent. Cam's good enough to say, "I'll do it by myself." <laughs> right? You know, I mean, like I always say that. Like you go back and watch Percy Harvin highlight videos. We motion him in the backfield and run counter. Both <laughs> guards pull, hit each other, and fall down. Right? <laughs> Both guards pull, hit each other, and fall down. And Percy goes for eighty. Like it didn't matter. Right? It's like you draw it up. A great Percy story. We're it was like T-ball playing guard. I'm at Mississippi State. It's a, one of the great ones. And Jeff Collins, our D coordinator, sitting there. 
getting ready to watch the Super Bowl. And I said, Jeff, I'll tell you what, the Seahawks Super Bowl, we're playing. I said, wait till you see what Percy Harvin does in this Super Bowl. I said, I'll, get, I'll tell you this, the first time he touches the ball, he scores a touchdown because it's the Super Bowl. Jeff said, I just looked, I don't even think he's cleared to play in the game yet. He has the migraines, they're not even saying whether he was going to, I said, Jeff, one, it's Percy, two, it's the Super Bowl. He will play and he'll score a touchdown the first time he touches the ball. He's laughing at me. There's no way, no way, no way. They kicked it to him, touchdown. Because, and that's at the NFL level. He could just, he could, you could, if he didn't want to be stopped, maybe you're not going to stop him, even in the NFL. Cam was that way at times. If he didn't want to be stopped, he wasn't going to be stopped. But, yeah. um, but Tebow had the speech. Like Tebow brings all the intangibles and everything, right? This college football and college football, not pros, not the not all this college football. I love the university, right? You know, you know. I yeah. mean, I mean, Tim will bleed orange and blue to the day he dies. There's speeches. There's this in the workouts, making sure everybody hears. There's crying. Passion. Yeah. You can't he's, beast. <laughs> he, he's he's just different that way. That's why I think it, it is hard pressed if you do make the argument now. Like the greatest college football player of all times, it's hard to get past. Like. It, you can always make an argument for him at that top. Yep. Thank you. I agree. appreciate that. He's my number one. T-Bombs he is so number one. Um, I mean, look, dude, you know, I saw Joe Burrow up close. It was so stupid. It's like Captain America for us LSU folks. You don't say fucking no to Captain America. No, you, you, you no, voted no, the top. Saying, you're saying I'm in the, NF the AFC championship game with, with a, a minute and 10 seconds left. Like, I'd, I'd rather roll Joe Burrow out there. Yeah, 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 I feel that. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, uh, I, I'd rather roll Mahomes out there, and we don't talk about his college football career. True. Uh, I'll say this, Coach. That 2019 LSU-Florida game, I, I, the LSU-Florida rivalry is weird because not that many people, I think, outside of the schools, I don't know how much they know about it, but that was a hell of a game. Y'all were marching down the field with trash that night, and that atmosphere was insane. It was a, a big interception late in the game with like Connor yeah. Curtis. It was, you know, that year with that team, you had to kind of score with them. And I thought we were mm -hmm. doing it. We kind of, we threw a, we threw an interception in the, in the end zone. Yeah. Um, and kind of that, that ended up being kind of that, that, that ended up being the difference in the game. Cause I would have like, Hey, well, it, well like it was, someone's going to make a mistake offensively uh, to kind of flinch first. And, and that, you know, the one turnover, uh, when you get in those type of games, can cost you. You know, if you you have an offense that that off LSU, coach LSU really doesn't have a correct me if I'm wrong, T, but like T uh, a a true rival. Obviously, Florida has Florida State. They have Georgia. yeah, no, not really. LSU is kind of there, so I would feel like it would be more missed on the LSU side than the Florida side. But would it be missed if that date that that game does go away anyway? Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 like I wonder if Florida fans would be missed. I think coaching, and I, I, y you get this. It's like the Georgia-Auburn game. There's whoever your crossover team was in the SEC, not, and like over the last however many years, you, you play one permanent. You always play the one permanent crossover. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, like at Mississippi State – I always felt Kentucky was our crossover. Mm -hmm. We felt that as that was kind of a rivalry game. 
Yeah. But you're no. going to play them every year from the East. And it, that was an important big game. And so I think for all of those schools, whoever your crossover is, and you can go through a bunch of them, Alabama, Tennessee, Florida, LSU, uh, you know, Georgia, Auburn. Those, and those end up at Mississippi State, it was Kentucky. They end up being big games. Now, maybe some of the newer ones, like I think it's Texas A&M, South Carolina. Within those schools, that might be a bigger one um, to them personally. And it doesn't create that national buzz. But I think that always is a little bit of a rival game because it's who you always play from the other side. And I think that that always gives a, a, a little bit there's always a little bit of an edginess to it. And very rarely do you get them in the championship game because mm -hmm. somebody won and someone lost that game in a count. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know I mean, I, I go back, you know, in 06 uh, against Jamarcus Russell. We had a goal line stand at the end of the half and we ended up beating LSU. I mean, that, that was the last team I would have wanted to see in, in, in Atlanta. I could promise you that. I, yeah. I, I didn't, I wanted nothing to do with them uh, in Atlanta in 06. And thankfully, we didn't have to play up for the pre <laughs> uh, Yeah, man. You know, those... I, I think that, that, that's what makes those such big games. Yeah. And I mean, that era. Our, I guess of LSU Florida too is just crazy. It seemed like those were two of the top well, the fourth, teams in the country the every single game, year. You know, the fourth yeah. down game was wild. Mm -hmm. Jake uh, Hester, that's my co-host on my morning show. He Florida fans still are in his mentions every day bitching about the five fourth downs. <laughs> I, I'm up in the box, like, oh my, not again, not again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man. Well, um, Coach Mullen, I, I I can't thank you enough, man. I, we've already kept you so long. I, I could talk to you for hours and hours. Your insight is, uh, it's just, it's so good. It's it's so rare, top notch, and uh, you know, uh, happy for you, the fam, the new gig, everything. Hope Lake Oconee's treating you well. Still very impressed that you can do a three hundred and sixty on the wake surf. That is so much harder than it looks. Um, so congratulations there, and thank you so much for joining us again today on Snaps. Oh, man, always great to be with you guys. I can't wait. We're ready for football to finally yes. kick off this weekend. I think this season's going to be an unbelievable yep. – and, and I think just because it's the last. It's 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 the last of this True. current era. I think next year college football is going to enter a little bit of a new era, um, and things will be a little bit different. I mean, I can't wait for the most exciting conference this year. I think the playoff – run is going to be pretty crazy because i think for the first time i think it might be four conference champions is the four playoff teams oh, and that's oh. going to freak everybody in the southeastern conference out that you have got to no matter what you do you better win chance game in atlanta to get in yeah. so, there's Coach deep Demo. sweat forming on aaron's head right now I, 12 and 0 might not do it this year that's what I'm saying. What are they going to do when they actually get punched in the mouth? We're not going to know. You remember Remember what we say, Aaron? What does Dan Carn say? Silk slippers on the – no, wooden clogs on the way up, silk slippers on the way down, okay? And happy over there in Athens. Coach Paul, thank you so much, man. You have a great day. You guys too. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank See you. Guys. Wow, dude, I really could talk to Coach just for hours and hours and hours. That guy is awesome.
JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Um, all right, that'll do it for today's episode of Snaps. A uh, huge thank you to Coach for staying on with us so long. Uh, on tomorrow's episode, we'll preview two more Power 5 conferences. We got the Big 12, as well as... Um, uh, we'll do another one tomorrow. Uh, also, yeah, maybe Big 12, Pac-12 tomorrow, right? Uh, as always, youtube.com slash at volume snaps. Like it, subscribe to it if you want to help the boys out. Thank you, huge thank you to everyone who does. Google Snaps Podcast, rate review it. I'll check on the reviews tonight. Uh, we forgot an opening comment today. That's on us. Remember, you comment on the YouTube videos. You are entered to be the opening comment of the show. We'll get back to that tomorrow. That's on me. Um, Aaron, thank you so much, man. You have a good radio show. Appreciate it. See you, everyone.
All right, and a huge thank you to Ryan Brumley, Pat Gunther, Adam Gracia, Danny Carnage, and Chris Tran for helping make this show happen. Big salt, thank you to you all. We love you, and we'll be back with more snaps. Talking college football tomorrow. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.